Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Match Bailey alongside my critic in Crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is uh, season six. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying this way, but but yeah, this yes. has been technically the, the sixth year, as in, you know, the year itself, of us doing what was intentionally, intentionally supposed to be an experiment of sorts, you know, trying this double um double toasted style kind of podcast but yes folks this is the premiere of season six of bs beats and daily yes. yeah, uh, like wow. yeah. <laughs> this is this is crazy though uh but yeah um and i mean this is january so um there's some films and theaters um some that we wish that we saw before years end as in you know 2019 that you know we could have put in our best of list uh, but we had to wait till well the month of January to 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 see them, right? Um, on the subject of that, we also have well in that case we just have a couple of movies to talk about. Actually, make that three movies to talk about. That would be the two popes from Netflix. Right. We have Just Mercy, which um, yes had a theatrical release uh, Christmas in the States, but yeah technically had a full big release um, I believe at the beginning of January, but. Um, I didn't get around to seeing it down here, but uh, Ricardo, you saw it, so you can share your thoughts on that. Also, we will finally talk about, well, one of one of the most highly anticipated films uh, for me, um, 1917 from Sam Mendes. Uh, along with that, I will talk about the, well, another Netflix show. In this case, is a three-episode series called Dracula. Yes, which is yeah. based off of, well, you know who, right? Um, also, you saw season two of Cartoon Network's Infinity Train, so you can share your thoughts on that. Right. Yeah, um, but before all that, though, we just have to talk about a particular trailer for a particular movie, and before that, no, well, just to start the program off, uh, Golden Globes, you know what I mean, happened last week time this recording here, um, I'm not going to do like a review of like the ceremony, right, but one thing though, uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky um, Gervais, just... Hi. Wow, zero fucks given though. I, yeah. like, but, I kind of, wasn't like to me. It wasn't that funny. It was funny, but like, yeah, it's difficult. It was. It was, it was it, like how how describe it? Like it was just in that dry humor that he's known for. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like he was like re- like, really ripping people to shreds. So just like, yeah. yeah, I could just do this. You know what I mean? I I I have drunk anyway, so I just go in boom 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 yeah. boom whatever. It had a couple genuinely great jokes there, but I, I find it wasn't like anything beyond his typical Stickner um, yeah, material. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, fine. It it nothing mind blowing by people going off on it, going off on it as if it's this big, big funniest thing. I was like, eh, funny, but it ain't that funny. I you know, um, I, I'd agree. I'd agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> in a way, it kind of felt like he didn't want to be there, but then thinking about, oh, well, this is the last time he'll be there, quote unquote. He was right. just like, well, fuck it, I can do what I want, right? Um, yeah. As far as like, well, I didn't watch the the whole thing. I just watched like about up to 
when um, Tom Hanks got um, honored, right? Which was, I mean, he had a great speech and whatnot. That was really cool. Um, props for whoever did the, 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 the montage for, you know, before he came on stage. That was really cool. Um, the Ellen DeGeneres, you know, I mean, when she got the award, that was really cool as well. Really dug that. Um, but as far as, like, wins, I mean, you know, um, nine, well, Sam Mendes won, you know, for 1917. Right. Um, props, for, props to, um, sorry, props to uh, Quentin Tarantino for winning Best Script. For you right. know, once upon a time in Hollywood, which I'm thinking, yeah, he have a huge chance of winning at the Academy Awards. I mean, not much really to say. I mean, people win, they do the thing. He had a couple of shows that I didn't even know about. It's like, oh, okay, like I heard, it, I heard about them. Um, um, what was one of them? Um, yeah, there was this show called Rami um, with this guy. I forgot his name. And then, like, I realized, oh shit, he was that guy from season three of Mister Robot, the, the the guy who the guy he co-op the um. The guy who was kind of annoying Elliot's character, now, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, okay, you have your own show on Hulu. Sorry? Bobby Carnival? Uh, Rami Youssef. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, basically this uh, Muslim, well, you know, Muslim-American, basically. But yeah, he, he had played this guy who was just talking a bunch of shit to Elliot. I was talking about how he was hitting on some gill and then... Well, you know, awesome. just slight spoilers for those years, season season three, when the whole attack on Ecop thing happened, he just had a like freak out there. So it's like, okay, okay. cool, you, you're doing your thing, all right, that's that's cool. But um, yeah, and you know, um, this chick who helmed um, Fleabag, which I've never seen an episode of, you know what I mean? Uh, right. She won. All right, cool. Well, I need to watch Fleabag, and now that I know it's only two seasons, it's like, all right, cool, I could check it out when yeah, I get a chance. I'll, I'll, I'll eventually give Fleabag a chance, but you know a lot of good shows I still didn't give a chance. So well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's we'll really the reason it. and that's really the reason why I watch the Golden Globes. Not really so much, oh well, if Quentin wins, that means that he has a huge chance of winning at the Academy Awards. It's more like, okay, this is the show I need to watch. This is why I should watch it. Okay. Yeah. It win X amount of awards. All right, cool. I mean I should like it. The guarantee I will, but I should like it. All right, cool. And that's why I really watch it for. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, anything you take away from the Golden Globes, or should I say, did you watch it, or you just I, I watch highlights? Watch I didn't watch it. I, I, I saw the Jovis thing and then a the couple of wins. And well, um, Joaquin Phoenix, as you think, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. follow. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to follow. I forget what I was doing that night. I think I was writing. I was like, uh, Okay, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't Fo- and then focus, after I did... focus on your right, Indrid. <laughs> no, the, uh, the, the, the Ricky Gervais thing just was was good, but not that funny for me. So I was like, oh, this is what people picking up all that thing. And it's like, you know, nobody would ever watch it if it wasn't for him anyway. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but, you know, that, that was what it was. But, um, you know, on the subject of Golden Globes, actually, you know, the Monday, actually tomorrow, the time is recording here, uh, will be the well the the official announcement of the 2020 um, Academy Award nominees. Yeah, I didn't I even do this till like about a few days ago. Like swear to God, I was like, wait, now, but why so early? And then I found out that the the Academy Awards actually, if I could just pull up the date here quickly, um, is going to be way earlier than expected. Though, so we should be getting that on the 9th of February, I believe. Okay. I believe that's yes, yeah, so early, but. Okay. I don't know why exactly. I'm really not sure because usually, like down here in Trinidad, um, we could usually expect it either um, the Sunday before Carnival or the Sunday after Ash Wednesday. We could expect, you know, the Academy Awards to be around that time. But no, we gain it literally two weeks or so before Carnival. So, so right. all right, shit, okay, <laughs> whatever, all right. Um, sucks all for whoever 
Well, I mean, technically, you have a month to catch up on all the movies that you miss out. But um, yeah, sucks all for people <laughs> who probably thought that you know the the announcements would come later on this month. Now, you know what I mean? So now they have like less time to catch up on stuff. But you know, here we will. I mean, we reviewed some of the movies already last year, but we'll see what other stuff that we miss out. Um, more particularly, like with the foreign language and. Um, and documentary right. stuff that we could, you know, yeah, check expect, out. Stuff like, expect stuff like Atlantic to so get nominated or something like that, I know. Yeah, Atlantic. But, um, I mean, uh, it, it's kind of obvious that Parasite will win. Oh, yes, and props to, right, to, yeah. um, to, to Parasite winning at the, at the Golden Globes. Um, the speech that um, the, the director gave was, was excellent, in my opinion. Especially what he said about subtitles. That, yeah, that what is, <laughs> yeah, that is a quote for the ages, you know what I mean? And it's funny, funny too because like on the same week they was talking about, well, what if we remake Parasite for English audiences? Yeah. And like, yeah, fuck like, that. Oh, no, like, come on, just sit down for two hours. Yeah, literally two hours, right? Because I think the movie is about two hours. And just watch the film and read what, what going on and that's all. Like, I how is that you. so hard? Yeah. But that was funny though, like how that announcement came like right after his speech. That was really funny. But I love how he gave credit to um to you know to Tarantino and right. Sam Mendes and um and of course Martin Scorsese. That was really cool. But yeah, yeah. so he and you know, I the... a quick story is that he um uh-huh. I think he, the girl was doing his translation, she's also a filmmaker as well. So he we prop up a little bit. So I want to see what works okay. as well. I ain't really know. So I'll see it or whoever. Yeah, I should I should look up and see what she did. You know, what I mean, um, I really need to get more into South Korean film actually, right? But yeah, um, but yeah. So the the announcements, well, sorry, the nominee list will be out. Um, well, tomorrow time is recorded. So the next episode, well, we'll just kind of make mention of well, big shockers. I don't know if we're gonna get like a like a Suicide Squad scenario. You know, I mean, where that got nominated for what best makeup and hairstyling. And um and Doctor Strange got no nomination for visual effects. Like I never forgot that. But yeah, I don't yeah. know what we're gonna get into today. I don't but know I, if EMT will get anything. I remember being pissed off that year because what what's the size called one for Shinta even win for that? It was to me Star Trek Beyond should have beat it. But, agreed, agreed. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So what Killer Croc and what Harley Quinn and Joker's makeup? Okay, wow, whoop de doo. Yay. Well, and as I say that speaking of, of Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn and stuff. Uh, another well, the trailer that we just want to talk about briefly is for the upcoming Birds of Prey movie, which also is coming out uh, in February. I believe is a week before the awards, anyway. So, haha, right? right? Yeah. Um, I like it over the first one. Like, it has more of a structure um, than the than the first one. I would say, like, you you kind of understand what's going on. You get a gist of what's going on. Um, and well, of course, Margot Robbie's you know narration helps as well. Um, but the issue that I have, and I see like some people having it as well too, but to me it's just like a nitpick more than anything else, it's not really like an actual concern as yet, is that it more feels Harley Quinn-centered than um, and, um, than anything else. Like it's birds of prey, but we're seeing Harley Quinn front and center. Yeah, but I think, I mean, it, I, don't, I mean, I expect nothing. I don't know why you even call it birds of prey uh, at all. Because like, DCU, that. that's why, remember? Yeah, DCU. that's just dumb. So, so, so instead of having a Harley Quinn movie, a spin-off movie with her alone, nah, yeah. let's just bring the Birds of Prey one time, you know what I mean? Well, I kill two birds with one stone, right? But the thing, thing is, Birds of Prey is supposed to be, well, I, I, I just referenced in the old series now, um, right. Birds of Prey was, was or, um, Oracle, 
and which is well Batgirl when she was paralyzed. Um I think Huntress. I think Huntress is supposed to be in this. Yeah, uh, uh, Huntress was in that and she will be in this one here. In this one right, here, sorry. And then, well, I forget the name of the character, but it's basically um, Batman and Catwoman's child, apparently, a, a woman. I forget the character name. So it's supposed to be oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you do with this? Anyway, but they have characters. I want to see what they want to do. Because the only character I actually care about in this uh, is not Harley Quinn, is, is Renee Montoya. I want to see if they're going to do with, with her um, what they're going to do the, in the comic, which is making her the question. Um, that'll be, oh. that'll be all right, all right, right. That, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they go in that direction. Um, but they, they have an older, older person playing, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, that would that would be you know the great Rosie Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to see if they if they could because that would actually be legit because the person I had it as question was um well McGillna um Brooklyn Nine Nine um Stephanie oh Beat. not um not 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 uh, Stephanie what's her face Beat, Beat, yeah, I think so. oh her okay yeah okay. from Brooklyn Nine. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, like, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she had to be funny and clever, and and is a, is a, the character supposed to be Hispanic, no? Um, right, and then the sarcasm right. that yeah. you know her character has in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah. Right. I can right. see that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um uh the, the post, another person I had in my head is um oh gosh, mother girl who gosh another uh she real slipping with that name slipping my mind right now. Oh gosh, she was in um oh gosh, she was in Legion. Who's who was in Legion? Um, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's great, and then them, them eyes, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, she, um, I want to see if they could pick one of them or the other. I don't know. The biggest star might get, but I, you could play, you can make it work now if they do. But they go to Rosie Perez, I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I want to see what they go do with it. That's the only character I want to see if they, if they're doing female question. Great. I don't want to see. I look. I, I kind of like Margot Robbie as as Hardy Quinn, but I should just get old fast. Well, the other thing, another reason why I kind of care about this show is because of the, the new animated series that's out there now. Out now. That's yes, yes, quite yes. Um, really, really and funny. It is, it is. It is. And well, as yeah, I bring up uh, that, what, what, what one thing I found about this trailer here is that I felt that it kind of complements the show very well in terms of like the, right. the tone of it, the aesthetic, yeah. the visuals, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just like how it is in the cartoon, in a bit. You right. know, in a way. Right. I'll, I'll, if, the humor, if the humor is on that level, then great. The, show, the movie's going to be great. Um, because that that is basically, you know, that that show is like basically Venture Brothers, but for the DC universe. So. Um, right, right. That, but, but I mean, of course, they can't do the whole. Hey, that's a character that we know, but he's funny in this one. Like, say, Cleef, he's or Bane. You know what I mean? That's kind right, of part right. of what made the series work. But it can't really right, exactly. translate that into screen, of course, right? Well, you'll find out. I mean, if you make it funny, you can make it funny. I mean, it's good writing, it's good writing. So you'll find out. I, I really want to see what you're doing. But yeah, I can't really um, say. I'm just not too excited over this. Ian McGregor looks okay as Black Mask. Black Mask is a character I always wanted to see on screen. Um, personally, yeah, I have... yeah uh, uh, personally... on the subject of him, though, sorry to cut you, on the subject of him, apparently he's gay in this one? Well, there's a shot I... with him and he's like this guy with him. And no, well, let's see how they look together. I think he, the guy is Victor Zaz. That's his name. And it's like, okay. All right. I, I don't know about Victor Zaz being gay, but I think they have some precedent of, of him being gay in the comic. I can't remember. Somebody probably had to clear that up. But if, Victor Zaz is a character I always wanted to see in, 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 the, in the movies as well. But I personally felt that they should have used, that Nolan should have used him instead of Bane in the third Dark Knight movie. Um, however, that is I, neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. Look, I, 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 I want to see it. I can, I'm not too hyped. I'm going to see it. I want to see what they want to do with it. I hope the humor is good. I hope they write it good, but it, it may not be. The way it's looking, 
not looking that good in my opinion, but we go final. Yeah, and just just a couple things though. Just want to say before we move on. Um, one, I hope that they don't make Harley Quinn too obnoxious because they was like varying on her obnoxiousness with Suicide Squad. The oh look at me, I'm so hot, but at the same time I don't give a shit. That I'm kind of clowny and crazy. Ah, you know what I mean? I hope that they kind of flesh out her character a lot more. There's layers, so she could be fun, she could be sexy, but at the same time it's like. Yeah, I like her as a, you know, anti-hero. And secondly, um, I don't mind if they actually, like, kind of write off um, Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, say kill him, but just write him off entirely. Let's yeah, mention, oh, well, all right, like how they say, how would you treat her? Okay, he's supposedly dead. That's it. Let me leave it at that. Don't come yeah, with no stinger at the end. Oh, he's still alive. No, 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 no. But the thing is, the thing is, I don't know if it's either today or, or tomorrow. I think we get any Morbius trailer or something like that. So it's like, whatever. Okay, okay. I, I saw a still of it actually. Um, I didn't know that right. trailer was was coming up. So hey, cool. Well, uh, all right. Well, that's that's something else to to, to look forward to then. Uh, I kind of hate to do this transition here, but hey, what the hell, right? Speaking of Morbius, let me talk a little bit about Dracula. Right. Uh, this yeah, this was a show that um, I didn't even know existed until well, our good you know 3D film. Critics League, sorry, yeah, 3D Critics League um, colleague, um, Somali Polony, you know, shout out to Somali, um, talked about it on, on Facebook, you know, she loved it, she praised it, I mean, she's a horror buff, so, you know, she was like real praising the show here, and then I checked it out, I was like, okay, three episodes, it's from, um, it's from Mark Gattis and Stephen Moffat, Moffat, or oh. Moffat, whatever it is, uh, two names that you would be, that you should know if you're familiar with a little BBC show called Sherlock, right? Um, right. Which is a show that I actually enjoyed. I love the modern, slightly subversive take on, well, Arthur Conan Doyle's character, right? Um, they have caught great performances from Benedict Cumberbatch and um, and Martin Freeman. And you know how they did the whole Moriarty thing, Moriarty just being this great villain. And, you yeah. know, they just made it so bingeable at the same time, too. It wasn't just always just updated it for the sake of it, but we make it kind of, you know, contemporary and bingeable. You have to see what happens next. Um, but also, you know, we they, they, they had like each episode being well roughly ninety minutes long, right? So um with this one here, with this show here, we got three episodes, same length like that, right? Um and in a nutshell, what this show is about is that it takes the Bram Stoker story that we know. Um and oh by the way, before I forget, um in terms of like Dracula in, in um incarnations on film. Um, the one to me that still remains my favorite of all time has to be Gary Oldman. You know me with Bram Stoker's right. Dracula, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Period. I love that movie so much. And this show here borrows some elements from it. Um, like I was hearing some musical cues that were reminiscent of like what you heard in that mo- uh, movie. Um, also, in terms of just the style, because one thing that that show is well known for its the style. It has a lot of different like visual elements from like you know um, silent film and you know films from like the forties and fifties and you know right. different technical stuff that they just put into this one movie. Now. So at times people might find it's just a little too grandiose. And yes, the movie is grandiose, like fully grandiose, like right in your face. But it has a lot of depth and well, you know, I me mean, with the love story with Gary Oldman and the winner the writer. You know, I mean, it has a lot of heart to it. Too. I mean, it's just one of the best movies out there. If you haven't seen it, yeah, you really should. But yeah, so right. um. This show here basically is like a loose adaptation of, well, the, the Dracula myth, right? So we are introduced to Jonathan Harker. 
he is at this um this nunnery um and he's like you know disheveled he seems drained he looks older than than usually ticket okay well this man clearly went through hell and this is the first episode by the way so he just goes into detail about well for, if you if you remember from the story itself you know being him being hired by dracula to handle all these financial you know deals and stuff you know him buying property in london and it's like okay you're gonna stay here for this period of time i know you're supposed to be getting married to your well your fiance mina um but you have to stay with me and then well while he's there at you know the castle in transylvania you know we just seen all this weird shit and then you guys oh he's a, va- a vampire and you kind of know what's what happens next right but what this show um does quite cleverly is that um they will kind of flip things on the on the, on its heel. Um, this kind of pull the rug from you know. So it's like, oh, this is gonna go this way because I'm familiar with you know Bram Stoker's Dracula or other Dracula movies. But then it's like, no, we're gonna do something a little bit different here. Um, one thing I really like though, this is like a slight, slight, slight spoiler, is that <laughs> is that the well Dracula himself, right? Um, uh, who is played by Clayus Bang. Uh, if I got the name right. wrong, forgive me, right? But what he does is that he actually, because he's Transylvanian, right? So he has that that accent. He has to feed on people, right? But depending on where the person is from, he will kind of adopt their their accent from 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 um from sucking their blood. So oh, if okay. you're if you're British and he sucks you, then yeah, he will adopt a British accent and you know he'll he'll get a little younger. Actually, I thought like okay. that's that's really cool though, like. Implausible, yes, but they, they work it in such a smart way. Like, yeah, like, how come nobody really thought about that, though? You know what I mean? Um, right. That, it kind of helps in terms of, well, it'll be him being this, this hunter. So he has to work his way into whatever, you right. know, place he's in. So it will help yeah. if he can get, use it, yeah. you know, use that to his advice. Like, that's yeah. real cool, though. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, and that's one thing I really like about the show, though. That's the, the, the thought that went into, like, oh, Okay, it's 2020 now. Let's see how we could, uh, you know, adopt the, the the tropes of Dracula. Let's make it kind of, you know, interesting, right? And that's when right. you take it, okay, this is where the story going. It's just about, well, um, Dracula and all that um, stuff. And then, well, we're, we're introduced to, well, the Van Helsing character, who just so happens to be a nun in this case, right? And okay. what I like about her character, um, at first it, it was a, a kind of a turn-off, but... I kind of got what it was going from. Um, well, she's Sister Agatha Van Helsing, right? And what she does is, well, basically she kind of wrestles with fate a lot. She's actually a lot sarcastic when it comes to, you know, well, fate and God and all that kind of stuff. So right. uh, it's only when she realizes that, oh, Dracula exists now. Well, vampires exist. That's when she really started to put this whole fate thing into, into perspective, right? I thought that really worked. But yeah, she is like the antagonist to Dracula, right? And um, like I say, that's when you think the story is going this way now. Then you get to the next episode, which is um, basically the the meter, right? Um, this is the ship that, if you remember from the Dracula myth, this is the ship that he used to get from from Transylvania to England, right? Where he was buried in this box with earth in it. Well, earth from Transylvania, and he was just there, and a bunch of weird shit happened, and wolves and weird shit. Um, right. uh, and actually. <laughs> As I say in this, um, I actually remember the Werner Herzog um, Dracula film, Nosferatu. Classic movie, if you haven't seen it, where they incorporate rats in it. So, through the Demeter, it had this, like, this kind of rat infestation that went into London and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, but this episode basically is just about 
the crew members of, or at least the people who are on the ship. Because it's not just people just transporting goods, but you have like all these like different characters involved now and how they deal with Dracula because yes, he comes out. And I like also too that he, he just comes out just like that. It's just like, oh, well, you think he is going to be buried all through the trip. It's like, no, he, he come in, he going inside, he, he having dinner with people, talking, and of course feeding on them and stuff like that, right? But where it ends though, I was like, holy shit, I would not have seen this coming, right? But then that leads to the third episode, and what I want to say without spoiling anything, this is where they modernize the Dracula myth, where it's like, okay, this is how we treat this character in the 21st century. Okay. Right. And I was like, okay. Um, and let me just jump into the review here one time, right? So here's the thing, right? So I love the the ideas that they put into this. You could tell they put a lot of thought into this, like, okay, how can we subvert this character? How can we take this character as, you know, that we've we've seen, you know, millions of times before, how we can make it different? And for the most part, they succeed, right? But the biggest, well, I, I would say this is like the, the, the drawback to the whole show as a whole is that, um, and this is, well, well, I would say, like, I don't know if we're going to get a second season of this. It needs a second season. And the way how it's, it wraps up, it's open-ended enough to have a second season. But what I wish with right. this one here, with this season that we got here, is that, um, yeah, we needed more episodes. That, that's that's the big drawback for me. Um because, yes, each episode clocks in at 90 minutes, but because they're all centered on a particular thing, a particular aspect of the Dracula myth, it's like, okay, it's its own contained story, right? But there's so much more to the character, so much more to what's going on, and especially with that third episode and when they take that character, it's like, yeah, you need more episodes to really expand on what's going on. Instead, we just kind of get this sort of rushed, you know, um, this rushed sort of origin story of sorts, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, and it, I mean, they, they even take characters, you know, you know what I mean, from the, from the book, it's like, oh, okay, cool, this is the modern version of that, or the modern version of right. this character. Okay, that's that's cool, okay. But still, where they were going with it, that was really cool, but they just need to expand on it a lot more instead of just trying to rush everything. Um, and I felt like with the third episode, um, which was good for the most part, I mean, I, I like what they did with the character and stuff like that, um, they, they, they rushed it. They, they really rushed it within those 90 minutes, right? Um, and yeah, just felt like maybe with just like at least two more episodes, you really could expand on things from there. Because I like that, you ex- I like the, the progress from episode one to three. But with three now, it's like, oh, well, this is the last episode, so we just had to kind of rush things, right? And that to me was to the detriment of the show itself, right? Because I had right. two more to expound on that. Um, but yeah, other than that, though. The performances were great. The guy who plays Dracula was was friggin' fantastic, in my opinion. And what I do is that they didn't make him all sympathetic like how they did with um, with Gary Oldman's character, right? Where it's like, yeah, he's right. uh, he feeds on people, but it's like, oh, but I still love Mina, and I would do all this for Mina, 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 right? They they, they don't even do that anymore. So he's not even trying to get Mina. It's just like, yeah, I just want to go into this high society area and feed because that's what I do. And they even have like these really cool moments where he even tests like how vampires work there. So like he would feed on a person and then like probably try to stab them or put them into sunlight. It's like, oh, okay, well, now I know how to work my way around that. So <laughs> I'll be careful, you know what I mean? 
if right. somebody tried to attack me, okay. And uh, because it's a lot of myth going, it's like, okay, well, if you stab them in the heart, oh, okay, that happens. All right, cool. So that was clever. But yeah, I thought that he was great in it. He he does relish in the, in, the, in his performance, um, in his role though, because yeah, he is a villain. Like you know, from 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 start to end, he's a villain. He's a villain. You know, they, you know, what I mean, they 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 um. They give him a, a, enough character for you to understand where he's coming from. And any day, yeah, he's he is a villain, and right. he's kind of a dick to him. <laughs> this is the way how he talks to people. It's just like, yeah, boy, you're a real asshole. But you kind of like it because you have that that charm, and that's something that well, you know, most Dracula characters have to have. You have to have that charm. And the supporting cast, I thought was great. Um, the lady who plays um Agatha, I thought that she was great. Um, but yeah, mostly because each episode kind of centers on, you know, different, um, characters. It's not like you could really attach yourself to them, you know, for long, but, um, the, the two constants are Dracula and, um, and Agatha, right? And even do something with them near the end, which I thought was, was interesting. But once again, with two more episodes, they could, they could make it a lot, they could have fleshed it out a lot more, right? Um, just like with, uh, Sherlock, it's well shot, you know what I mean? The music is, is well done as well. Um, right. Also, you know, we a lot of, like, style, you know what I mean? Just with the visuals. Um, they really make it their own, you know what I mean? They make it as modern and, you know, um, contemporary as possible while staying true to the source material. So I give them credit for that. Uh, but overall, I would say if you if you really do, did enjoy Sherlock, if you like, like what they did with taking that classic character and making it modern, then you'll pretty much enjoy what they do here with Dracula. Like, um... Like I say, I just wish that with a, with a few more episodes, I really could have rated this a lot higher. We really could have um, done so much more with the character. But for here, it's a good start. And this really needs a second season. But if this is just it, then uh, I, I don't know. But still, see it for what it is. You you, you should like it for what it is, I would say. So rating-wise, I'll give this a lighter, decent 3.5 out of 5. It's worth checking out. It's on Netflix right now. Um, like I said, each episode is 90 minutes long. So if you kind of go in knowing what to expect, knowing just looking out for the subversiveness, the subversive nature of of things, then yeah, you should enjoy it. But if you're looking for your traditional, straightforward Dracula stuff, you're not gonna get here. And last thing, last I would say, um, it has its spooky moments. I mean, this is a horror show, right? I don't mind they do it a lot of subversive stuff, but it's still a horror, right? Um, I would say that the first episode had like the most WTF moments, like really, really jaw-dropping moments, in my opinion. The other two, not so much, but still, if you like that that good old vampire shit, then yeah, you will you will enjoy Dracula for the most part. So yeah, give it a look if if you haven't already. All right, all right. So keep it with TV now. Um, Infinity Train season two. Yeah. So no, well. I was aware it was out, but I just thought there was a weekly thing that was coming out like by the week, so I kind of just kind of catch up on it. And what I should say, let me rephrase that. Uh, I actually have not seen an episode of it as yet, but I remember you mentioned it um, last season. But um, anyway, so Infinity Train season two, how did it go? What was it about? Yeah, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, this 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 has been quite impressive. Uh, out in by Owen Dennis, he's the imaginarian. Imaginaire behind the Infinity Tree itself, right. and you know, basically they continue the story by focusing on a character that was introduced in season one. This is the reflection of Tulip, right? So Tulip is the main character. Then they had the reflection, and apparently, mirror reflections had consciousness and wanted to become their own person. So she became her own person, and they focus on her the entire season. And that's what the story is about. Just 
her having to help out another human, a new guy who comes in. Uh, she helps him out. She goes along with this kind of weird magical dare that they call Alan Dracula. Um, really <laughs> yeah, we should have used that as a transition. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they meet a bunch of other humans who have a ton of, like, well, in, in Infinity Train, if you have a high number, if you have a low number, your number gets to zero, you get to leave the train. But have a bunch of them who don't want to leave and they have very, very high numbers. You get to see how the numbers are created, how what what's going on with the with the humans and how they're getting on the train. And yeah, and she spends a lot of time um being hunted down by these mirror creatures that was introduced. These two guys, these two police officers, um, who was introduced in season one. And yeah, uh this was really, really good. It's not not long, only ten episodes, pretty short on for the run. And I strongly recommend it. Um, um it just... what, what, wait, wait, you say it, it's short. Like, are they like what, fifteen minute long episodes? Yeah, about fifteen each, I think. Yeah, about that. All right. Um, and I just thought it had, it had a great character motivation for what was going on, for what it was. Um, you know, just the idea of even if you can't solve the problem of the number thing, that matters. It have things that matter more than just getting off the train, and they they address that. Um. The main character, she was she held the show. She's she's basically the mirror counterpart to, to Tulip from season one. And yeah, she's pretty good on her own. What it meant to you know, it, it gets into identity and personhood and what it meant to effectively a kind of very existentialist thing because she she really have a place. Um yet right. she was created somehow. And they, they they addressed that. And you know, the whole point of the train, you still don't know the mystery behind the train. And because every season seems to be this different story, you know, I have no idea where they're gonna go with, with it with season three. So uh I really, really liked it. Um, the show, I think, is really, really clever. Perfect for its age. It's not meant for, for me. I look too old for it, but it's, it's greater for a younger crowd, but I enjoy it just as much, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, I strongly recommend this. I get this like a really high score, like an 8 out of 10. Nice, um, nice, very nice. smart writing. Good world building. Um, genuinely imaginative. Genuinely imaginative. You know, all the cards, the different cards have a real clever idea behind them. Um, you get to see like the underbelly behind the train um, from the other end. So um, in season one, you get to see the engineer and what the engineer is doing. But this time, you get to see how the humans get on the train in the first place and, and how they get a number and all of that. And yeah, all of that was really clever. And yeah, then only on, on a, a couple of appearances from characters on season one, like Kate, Kate Mongrew as a cat. She's pretty good. Um, oh, she's in this? Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's playing she play a, a character. And yeah, voice acting great. Um, the, the 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 new antagonists, the new humans who stuck on the train for very long, we're not sure what's going on with them. I hope they they give us more of them. Like I I thought um, that the leader of them was very interesting, and yeah, I I I give this a, a it's great eight eight out of ten. Loved it. All right, nice, nice, nice. I'm a, I'm gonna give this a look. Um, any yeah. word on a, on a season three? Like when it's coming? I have no idea. Because I I was caught by surprise that it was it was out. I was like, oh shit, season one, season two come out already. I would. I, I, mm. So. Alright, alright uh, So just keep it with TV But we're, we're also going to transition to movies Alright uh, Well, in this case when I say TV, I mean Netflix, right? Huh. Uh, let me talk about the two popes, right? Uh, I remember this yeah. being one of the shows that um, You wanted to see by year's end um, right. But yeah, we, we did get a run to it But uh, like I, I literally like what? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, I don't find time. All I remember I was on, I was it was Boxing Day, and my family is talking about it. They 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 watch it, but I didn't see it yet. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was it was like leading it into Christmas, but you know, right. stuff happened, so I just didn't get around to watch it. But like, I legit like checked it out um before we even met up here. Um, right. so let's just a jump into what it's about, right? So this 
before well one thing just to get out of the way i didn't even know he was behind this um the director uh fernando mary mary les uh if i got the name wrong forgive me right, right. but he is the director behind well one of my all-time favorite movies i imagine it's yours too city of god okay yeah 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 <laughs> And I don't know, like I, I, I mean, I could go into detail about like why, why City of God stood out so much for me, um, and just how it just impacted me. You know what I mean? It, it just did. But yeah, um, but because of that, like I never really caught up on anything else that he made. Um, I believe he did a film called Blindness or something like that. But I heard that was that was kind of trash, something like that. But yeah, I, I, I really didn't know anything. I, I didn't know what he was up to up to this point. So when right. I saw his name at the very end, I was like, oh, okay, he, he did this. All right, cool. Um, and it has, like, his own inflections to in terms of, well, edited, right? In terms of uh, how yeah, he right. transitions it's from scene right. to scene, how he uses archival footage from, you know, he will show a piece of footage and then follow that into a scene that looks almost similar, you know what I mean? Like, he does that, which right. was something that he did very well in City of God. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so what it's about in a nutshell is that uh, it centers on two characters, right? Uh, we have Pope Benedict XVI, uh, played yeah. by, you know, the great Sir Anthony Hopkins. And yeah. we have Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio, once Jorge again, Leo. forget the name wrong, uh, played by Jonathan Price, right? And he, yes, right, the great right. Jonathan yeah. Price. He is this Argentina, right. um, yeah, he's this Argentina you know, Cardinal, who is, um, right. well, he's basically the Archbishop, actually. Yeah, he's a really Yeah, it's based on a true story. Well, inspired by true events, so that everything that happened in the show really happened, of course. Right. right? Yeah, so what happens is that he's called to Vatican City, and this is right after Pope John Paul II died, right? Right. And yeah. the idea is that when he after like, a new Pope, so they had a pick in, well, um, well, Pope Benedict, right? And, yeah. you know, people are like, well, yeah, we have a new Pope. Some people are like, you know what I mean? But he's German. We don't like him. Um, these people want to see with some guy that's called him a Nazi. Like, wow. Right, right, right. Well, that's, that's in his actual history. He's not, well, he's not a Nazi, but what happens? He was part of the Hitler U-20 when he was, I think, 15 or something like that. Oh, really? And the movie yeah, did yeah. Show this. Okay, but... Anyway, anyway I'll, I'll get to that in a bit, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what happens is that, well, afterwards... Well, like, uh, let me just say about six, seven years later, they meet back up, actually. Well, he's called back, right? Well, the, you know, the, the Pope calls him back. And essentially, they, they have, like, this nice little conversation. They talk about their ideals and stuff, uh, you know, being their place in the Catholic Church and, you know, the faith in God and stuff like that. But then, yeah. you know, uh, Benedict, well, Pope, well, the Pope now kind of drops the reason why he called him in the first place. It's like, well... He wants to resign, quote unquote. You know, he he right. he's six. Well, so no, he right. just kind of yeah. lose. At first, it was, at first it was he didn't he didn't. It was it was Pope Francis wanted to resign. Well, we, he wasn't Pope Francis yet, but yeah, he wanted to resign from his post because he realized, well, you know, he he, he not going to be Pope. He didn't think he was ever going to be Pope because remember, he just go through your entire life and that's a big a big sticking point there. Right, and then right. Be, uh, he, I forget why he wanted to resign again. He just kind of wanted to... Oh, yeah, he, he kind of... Well, they addressed this later, but he was kind of addressed... Kind of racked with guilt and whatever it is. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why. Over, over some past, you know, sins, basically. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he, he he basically sees, well, Colonel Jorge as well, uh, a likely substitute for him now. Um, right. And even 
well, you even pitched the idea of, you know, just them kind of being, well, two popes, basically, right? right. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So, oh, well, right. so yeah, so while Nick is in the background, you know, Jorge will be right. doing the pope stuff. And that, that, that was kind of the case when uh, John Paul was there. Um, oh, Pope okay. Benedict kind of running, was kind of running things for the for the last I don't know ten years or so. Of Paul's right, John Paul's life now because John Paul was kind of in intermittent, yeah, kind of out it. You know, right. in the end, in fact, he should have reti- he should have retired if it's anybody. Um, right, the whole right. point is retire, and you know we never had a retirement and blah 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 blah, and right. he ain't all of that. Yeah, right. Uh, so, but last things last. So so um, well before we jump into our thoughts on the show, but um, we then we kind of re- well they kind of show. Well, true flashbacks, right? Um, what led Hoggy into into becoming um, a cardinal in the first place, into becoming part right. of the Catholic Church, and it was not uh, a smooth ride at all. You know what I mean? There was yeah, yeah. a lot of regret, a lot of pain. You know what I mean? Just a lot of bad things happened, not just to him, but to his loved ones. You know what I mean? To to the people that he yeah. knew. You know what I mean? The citizens actually, but those areas at that time. You know what I mean? During like the fifties or seventies, and just all right. that guilt just wrapped up to him. Now. So it's like, well. I don't have what it takes, you know what I mean? So it's basically these two characters, these uh, say characters, these two men kind of come into terms with who they are as people, you know what I mean? Um, and you know what I mean, their fate and how long they've held out it and if it really if it if it was really worth it in the end, right? So I'll leave it yeah. at that and now we'll just jump into the review. Um as far as a character piece goes, um this movie is great. Um I yeah, love the yeah, uh-huh. the 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 attention to well, to character detail, I mean, when it comes to these two yeah. leads, right? Um, both Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price work so well with each other. I mean, yeah, they are like experience, right? It's like, well, yeah, yeah. Firstly, uh, so it's easy. Yeah, firstly, yeah, firstly they one the, the casting is pitch perfect. Yes, um, yes, yes. I've, both of them, both of them are dead ringers for the, the real players. So, uh, I, I, I thought it was great, uh, especially Jonathan Price. Um, yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. kind of joker actually for a long time, and yeah, so said, so done. Um, so you say, hey, Jonathan Brown could totally play the Pope now, that kind of thing. Now. Yeah, uh, and you know what? As I mentioned that too, it's kind of funny too because um, in Game of Thrones, he was this religious character who, exactly you know, we right. had the cult and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah, I, right. I know how to play religious folk too, Dory. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, for a long time, people was making that joke. So yeah, they finally did it and it was great. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. The, the two of them had good chemistry. It's, it's a surprisingly funny film. Um, it is, it is. A lot of great humor back and forth, little small moments, little funny character moments they did in the beginning when they would beat each other and caution off. And then it it it's funny, they're making joke off each other and then it gets serious. Yeah, and yeah. The, a lot of great use of camera work of when because the variety style is is surprisingly was surprisingly effective for this. It um, was. Um I would say at first it kinda threw more for because like okay. Right. Why do you use this style here so much? Um like I understand right. and, and I'm, going back from archival footage to here, but I'm not sure with the variety style why it's used, but then as I got more and more into the story, it's like okay, it's working now. Especially the more dramatic yeah. moments where the camera will be a little close to the ground or close to the character's chest. Uh, like in one scene where you know what I mean, like they just kind of talk it down, not really talk it down to each other, but like he says something and it kind of in disagreement. And it's almost like they hanging down their heads and like the camera just with them. Now. Right. Yeah. No, so it, 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 as it, the story, it, as the movie goes along, it's like okay, this the style working for me. the camera. Yeah. Style. Yeah. It, it had some pretty smart shot choices because they had like uh, I noticed the shot choices for the mood as well. So like when when it not when they first met when they they met the second time when he called him back. Remember he he said he didn't want him to retire, so he had to yeah. come in post to, to make the case. And then he was kind of basically making the point of him not wanting to step on his toes. But then he finally kind of kind of 
opened up about the whole sex scandal thing. And you could see the yes. camera started to get really shaky and jittery to fit the mood of how yes, serious yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's little choices. They made a lot of smart choices with that. I thought it was, it, was, it flowed well. Again, genuinely hilarious, but then it is a good character back and forth. Great chemistry between two of them. And then, yeah. you know, after the first hour, they went into to Francis's backstory. And I thought this was by far the most effective part of the story. And I was like, it you know, this whole thing right. about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which, here's the thing. So I do get why they do that. I mean, it's a very, like, powerful section, a very poignant section in it. Yeah. Um, even though, like, well, for me personally, I just wish that I knew about the history behind all that stuff. Like, I wish probably if I right. went and just yeah. knowing the stuff, because they don't stop to explain everything, even nah. though you have no, no, you have um, a Hopkins you... narration, basically. But, but what happens is that <laughs> they just show you enough for you to understand, okay, this is what's going right. on. But it, it's not about what, it's not about Buenos Aires, it's about John Price's character, what he right. went through what he's seen so you just kind of seen it in short bursts but it's enough for you to be like right. okay now I'm sorry uh, so I, um, I recommend the video I recommend look up a fella called hmm, he's a kind of left wing YouTuber fella he kind of gets into the history of what Ar- what Argentina was up to in the 70s and this is uh, by outsiders it's known as the Argentine duty war but it's it's not really a war it was a pretty one sided affair right. um, but look up look up a fella called Bad Empanada and he has a great <laughs> breakdown of yeah he's an argentine i think and he, he he had a great breakdown of what went down and he, well he talks about some famous movies as well that contextualize the entire situation so you're probably familiar with the official story um i've heard of it but i, I never saw it is that argentine film i think came out in 1985 and that was about about that and it had a couple other stories that was more biting and more serious um but yeah he breaks down the entire history of all the bullshit that went down yeah yeah it's, it's some real dark shit but yeah it, yeah it, yeah Made it, it, the, the film, not, uh, it's, it's debatable how much the film whitewashes Francis in this because Francis really was a divisive figure because of this. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, it's some people even go as far as t- saying that he, he actively, you know, sell out people and whatnot. And this doesn't do that. This uh, says, no, no, you try to save as many people as you can. He compro- as I say, he compromised he and compromised, yes, mm-hmm. right. Uh, that, that's a good back and forth about the cool compromising thing. And yeah. he, but, but I love how, yeah. how they well. Yeah, but I love how they how they turn that in from you know from tragedy to triumph because now right. he started to work with the people a lot more, be closer with right. the citizens. He, he was well, he was clearly influenced by the the, the, the priests who went um so in, in Argentina he had what he called liberation theology. And uh-huh. so th- those priests took the side effectively the priests took the side of the leftists. Um so they, they they catered to the poor and whatnot, but yeah, they get they get about. And that's a great moment actually when the, the guy came back and he was alive there. And yes, he, yes. Yeah. He, he, he hugged him up in the end, and I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, that, that, um, that was lovely, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. but 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 what I say so this just about this little nitpick, right? This nitpicky stuff. Um, but you know, be, because he spent so much time on um on you know Jonathan Price's character, what what you know his backstory. Right. I wasn't. I was hoping that they would say, okay, now that you said your story, let me say my story. Let me tell you yeah, my yeah. my, so my backstory. They didn't do that, right? Yeah. But I thought I, at least I when they not... mentioned anything with the, the scandals, I thought we yeah. I thought we'd at least get a little bit closer into right. what was going on. Right. The thing is, I thought they would have do the Hitler youth thing. Um, personally, I was I was actually expected that, but it didn't. Um, because Ratzinger's life wasn't anywhere near as interesting as as Francis's life. Let's admit that. Oh. Okay. Uh, I thought because the thing is, the, the people who are the real interesting life is is well Pope John Paul II. 
he had a super disturbing life in his early in his early life because right. he, there's a let us say that there's a very there's a reason that he's very heavily anti-communist. Let us say that. Um, okay. uh, I don't expect anything from there. So I, I, it's really a Pope Francis movie, if anything. I'll say. Um, it yeah, heavily yeah. lent on him, but because because he is the more interesting figure anyway, it, it works for four yeah, years. And, 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 and because and, to sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, I understand your point, dude. I, I really thought they could have done, you know, his side, his side of things of what he going through, whatever it is. But that would have been so far behind in terms of his career. Now. Like he was, he's living in lap of luxury for a long time, so it's like it's fine. Right, but but to the show's defense, though, at least with the title being where it is, at least you got that that relationship. Well, he said friendship, if you want to call it that. Exactly. Well, I should say right. understanding between these two guys, right? I thought that really worked. Um, also love how. You know, we how how the show portrays them as well. You know, we because you know some people might just look at them like, oh, you know, we the the you know we so high and holy. You know, we but they they are human, just like us, right? I love how yeah. the show kind of zero in and yeah, they 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 human. They have doubts, they have fears, they have yeah, worries. Yeah. They, you know, we they 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 do things that we do too. So don't think because right. they in in high you know it be a high status that they don't relate to stuff that that we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they had, they had a lot of great little moments in it. Like they had um, I swear, okay, I, I don't know if I if I know in my jazz piano, but the guy on the television he was watching, maybe he was talking about piano, and I swear that was Kenny Gamble they had. Is oh, um Okay, well I don't know who the guy was. Um on the subject of that, like before that section, there was this um Austrian TV show with a dog, some dog yeah, yeah, I was right, wondering yeah. if that was real or if they make that. I think, show, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a real show. Um, little things like um, little, little, and then, again, it's a very funny show. It had little moments like the part where he's praying with the pizza, very yes. very funny. Moment. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, well, I just love how they they just like I mean they all right. So it's just like yeah. yeah, you know what? I I just feel it to do this. I walk in, I have my smart watch on. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Right, right. It's like, yeah, uh, see old people. Yeah, I mean, funny. Like, on, right? yeah, they had a lot of little who's on first type type confusion type statement. So like when you tell them, um, Abbey Road. I said, yes. oh, the app is like, yeah, little stuff like that because you don't know anything about like pop culture, no? While yeah, he like, was, oh, oh, Abba, oh, okay, <laughs> Abba, right. Like that's <laughs> the Beatles, and he said, yellow submarine, they say, yellow submarine, what? And yeah, then, that, that, you know, that's a stupid name. <laughs> right, right. All these little moments, it's great. It, it but it humanizes them, and it, it's very surprisingly humanistic for what it is, though. It um, is. Um, and that's last thing I want to say before we we get to reading. <laughs> um, and I mean, I know you might, some people might look at the show and be like, oh, well, this is going to be some. You know, some holy, you know, some Catholic propaganda piece. Like, no, not really. It's just like just taking, you know, just, well, you may not know the people themselves, but you know the position, you know their influence on the world and culture like that, but just yeah. humanize them, making you understand that, yes, they are like us. You know, they may not, you know, yeah. you like, like, you, I mean, you can kind of relate to them in a way. That's what I'm saying. Right. You, mean, you, yeah, mean yeah, that, you don't have to support them. You don't have to, you know, right. suddenly become a Catholic because of the show, but no, it's just like, I want to understand you and where you're coming from. Okay, now I get. It. Okay, cool. That's right. it. Yeah. I mean, is it is it a puff, puff piece for Francis? A little bit. It feels like that. Um, at, at times, but I still thought it it, it told a, a really genuinely touching story. And then the ending is hilarious and well done. That it is. It is. I was, I was gonna say yeah. The, the ending yeah. is is funny <laughs> and it's, it's, it's gorgeous at the same time too. It it will just right. leave you with a with a smile on your face. Like I had a, yeah. a smile on my face while I was watching that that um that. <clears throat> Sorry, that that end credit scene. It was it was so 
nicer. You know what I mean? But it worked in terms of like what the story was about. Yeah, exactly, know? exactly. It totally works. It says it woke up Jimmy and Argentina. It's like, oh yeah, right. And they'll be watching it together. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. And that, yeah. that's that's funny. And, and points to the music that they use for that sequence, though, beautiful. I love it. It just right. fit that scene perfectly. Yeah, great, yeah. great editing, great framing. Um, you know, it it work. It mostly worked for him for, for what it was. I, I get us a, a pretty high score. I get us like a, a nine out of ten. I actually really liked it for what it was. Um, right. Cool, cool. It, it, yeah, it's, it it was a smart script. It, they 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 focused on some of the right parts. I really again the only issue is that they could have focused a little more on on Ratzinger, um history if you're making this two post thing. But I get what he was trying to go for, and it it worked for the most part. Yeah. All right, well, for me, I give this a strong four out of five. Um, this would not have made my best of this. This would have been an honorable mention. And right. to be honest, I do see myself watching this in a hurry, but that's just to say it's a great movie. Yeah, that's like I, But what, thanks to the show now, uh, thanks to the show now um, I want to learn more about these two guys. I want to learn more about, you know, being Argentinian history, you know, especially with what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wish going into the new as much as this stuff is it, it, uh, especially in terms of like well you know the history of the catholic church um you know pope john paul and stuff like that like i'm not too you know knowledgeable about those things now. so i wish going I, I wished going in that i knew these things but it doesn't matter because you have great chemistry between the two leads i mean great performances from the two and just a great story and you know well um well written script and some smart right. edited choices and smart car um camera choices as well too um it's not a feel-good movie <laughs> i mean it's not that oh, yeah. but it's still a good movie like a, a movie could just kind of rock i could just kind of vibe too you know what i mean yeah no i thought it would be real positive until they hit you know that argentine did you stuff and like oh shit they're going here with it well would yeah uh, exactly yeah, yeah. okay yeah. um and last thing last i would say though um you know what i mean as much praise as we give it this thing um i it's, I, I think at the end of the day, it was a smart choice to put this on Netflix. Because um, right. I think the only way we'd have seen this theatrically is if it had some kind of Oscar buzz surrounded it. Outside of that, I don't think anybody would have gone see this. Um, well, I mean, okay, well, it's Anthony Hopkins. Wow. All right. But, you know, it's Anthony Hopkins. I mean, he's not as big as he was, say, in the 90s and 2000s. You know, he's a great actor just from cultural um, osmosis, right? But still, right. like, um, I don't think this would have um, made a big impact, like, theatrically. But having it on right. Netflix, you know, so you could kind of check it out whenever. I think that was, that was like, the, the, that was, like, the perfect quote, in my opinion. Not to say that it's a terrible movie and it wouldn't have worked if you saw it on big screen. But, yeah, this, this kind of deserved to be on, on Netflix, in my opinion. Right.
All right, so moving from Netflix now, now we're going to go to the to the theater for a little while. To the theater. Um, Just Mercy. Uh, this was right. one that I wanted to see, but in this case, I had to flip a coin and I picked the, well, what we'll end off the, the program with 1917, right? So uh, Just Mercy. All I know is based, well, inspired by true events once again. Right. That might be Jordan. I hear great things about him in this. Yeah. Hear great things about um, Jamie Foxx. Brie Larson, right. I don't know if they can share anything to do. I don't know, because you barely see she in the trailers, just saying. Right. But yeah, what, what was Just Mercy about? Right, so is this not the most famous story? I've heard more famous stories, but this one is a real popular one where this guy, he basically get, get framed for murder, falsely accused. And, you know, the whole idea of a black lawyer having to frame him, and it's not really a... I really thought this was going to be some, some lazy like butler bullshit but it's actually genuinely touching and well done but it's still ultimately kind of fall flat for me um still good um like but it, we, 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 well just one sec um when when was this uh story set like in the 60s right or 50s 80s i think 80s 18, i think 87 yeah yeah look we can't see it in a while eh? i haven't seen i've seen this in, in a while so i forget oh. i forget the event Okay, how they marked it. I swear it was something like in the 60s. No, well, you see, yeah, the problem, eh? The reason why is because it's in Alabama. It's Alabama. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But it, it's just it's just a sheer, like, just systematic racism of the whole thing of how, you know, a big focus as well, the prison industrial complex and, and right. um, you know, the death penalty and all of that shenanigans that... Just a lot, a lot of injustices going with respect to that, and yeah, they focus on that. Michael B. Jordan was pretty good. They get good casting for it. Um, right. So Jimmy Fox looked like the part. Michael B. Jordan looked the part. Uh, Brie Larson looked the part, and they make it work uh, for what it was. I, I, it's pretty standard though as a story. Nothing was just mind. It wasn't too mind blowing, but it's the story that you know, it's a typical right. story. And when it, but when they went to the, to the, with the twist and the, well, not really a twist. So it's just the ending of it is like okay. That's you kind of expect that, that you think it is this and uh, they hit it with that, and it's pretty good uh, um, for what it is. I give it well, I'll give it well. I'll probably give it like a, a movie tongue. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, I recommend it. Watch it. Yeah. Go see it. Well, I, I didn't think it was one of those shows that people will go and see just offer Michael B. Jordan alone. I think I think <laughs> right, it's like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they marketed it for that, and and, and like and he, he have a, a good track record of doing you know black people undercut movies. So you know got food real station and you know so. Yeah, um, it's it's cool. Right. I not much to talk about because it's just it's just I'll, I'll just butter your head about the prison industrial complex and and death penalty and all this stuff. I mean, go watch over to eat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Great, right. great documentary. Also Netflix, right? But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I see this. I see this being on on BT or BT centric at some Something point in time very soon. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. it, it it does it does it it it's the main characters hold their own. You know, Jamie Foxx was good. Michael B was good. Everybody was good. It had I had no main problems. Um, I forget who was he one of the side characters and what show he was injured. Oh, you know the guy who played Turk in Daredevil. Uh huh. Oh, he was that in guy. This? He was in this. Yeah, he was good. Okay. He was good too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Giving them work. I mean, after what Netflix do with you know. Anyway. <laughs> right. All right. So last things last. We have one of the most, high, one of my highly anticipated films of last year, 1917. Um, yep. This is directed, well, written, actually, well, co-written, I should say, um, produced and directed by Sam Mendes, right? 
yeah. who won gold who won the gold globe um who won a gold globe i should say um last week it has recorded uh so just before we jump before i jump into what 1970 is about right so of course well in case you didn't know this film is set to look like one long continuous take right yeah and, they didn't, they didn't yeah, they, they 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 pretty much did the bird bad thing, right? But uh, yeah, if if, if, if yeah, if you're familiar with uh, with Sam Mendes' work, right? Um, you could see that he was he was he was he was gearing up to do this thing, right? Um, first show I noticed that was with Skyfall. You know, we had a couple yeah. of long take moments. What it, it involved a, a very intense um well fist fight basically on top of this um well in this uh floor of this very high building and whatnot. Um and then well we had Spectre, the, the opening shot for that. That was really, really well done. Um you know, Spectre? Yes you did. Yes you did. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. So right. Spectre Spectre don't open a long take opening sequence. Yeah, that was Yeah, w- w- which is really good, right? And I mean the technique itself, like okay, like if you if you relate to movies and you you could pick like oh well you know what what yeah, once you pass that corner once you hit that wall or what that or once you turn here okay cool that's that's where the the um the shot stops and okay right. that's where it continues quote unquote right so I mean it's easy for 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 um you know the the the, the movie viewer to be demystified by that long thing thing now. but uh, my thing what I was worried about slightly I should say going into this is that. It was going to be a gimmick, like, oh, well, right. come and see the 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 long one way. long continuous take phenomenon yeah. that's shocking the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. would it be like to the purpose of telling the story, telling um like really effective to the story? Was it just like, oh, look at what I could do. You know what I mean? So I was a right. little, little, little bit worried <laughs> with that going into this, right? But um, I trust Sam Mendes, right? Um, not saying he's one of my favorite directors, but he has made some of my favorite movies. Um, Skyfall is one. Wrote a petition, yeah. one of yeah. my favorite, favorite, favorite movies like ever, in my opinion. And yes, just like with that and Skyfall and Spectre, um, yes, yeah, Spectre had problems with. Yeah, well, y'all, y'all should know that. Um, it it reunites him with the composer extraordinaire Thomas Newman, right? Yeah, and of course, cinematographer extraordinaire. I'll talk about him later on, Mr. Roger Deakins, aka the God of cinematography, right now. But yeah, um. <clears throat> So what is the story about, right? So it's set well in April nineteen seventeen, right? During the first world war, right? We introduced yeah, two to Yeah, yeah so we introduced sorry? Yeah, you know, it's exploit well, the, the exploits of Alfred Mendes are turned out in. Yes, 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 yes. Um who by the way he um <clears throat> he didn't just dedicate the movie to which well slight spoiler at the very end of the movie, right? So he credited his uh, his great grandfather for that. Um, and also yeah. he mentions him in his acceptance speech. And I remember like right after that on Facebook, people were like like Trini's uh, it's like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mentioned Trinidad. You know what I mean? That yeah. it's like, but I kinda knew he had Trini roots ever since um Skyfall though. But I didn't yeah, know that too. his father yeah. served in the war. This was this was news to me, and this was news to me. So, I, okay. I, okay. I was um I was familiar with this because I know about it from uh what do you call it? Because he connected to CLR James. So Right. That's all that's the reason I know he's like, Oh yeah, he's an author. He's like, Oh it's oh it's the same dude. Okay, no problem. Right, right, right. Yeah. So no I didn't lose my, my shit when I when I heard it, but he said that I was like, Okay, I like that he acknowledged that and I was well what I was I, I was actually kinda of hoping that people here Trinidad, you know what I mean, would go and see the movie. So kinda of tell all you to go and see the movie, right? But anyway, so back to what the story is about. 
So he introduced uh, two young soldiers, well, British soldiers, um, and basically just given this message to, it's just basically to hand over a letter, right? But it's to the 2nd Battalion of this regiment, right? But they yeah. are on the other side, right? So it's basically where the characters are at first, and then you have No Man's Land, and they are on the other side. So basically they have to deliver this message. And it's about, basically it's, in, it's involving this attack that they're going to do the following day, right? But because they have new intel, they find out that, oh, well, okay, the attack that all your plan now actually going to lead all into a trap. It's like, oh, right. well, you're thinking, okay, the Germans are there just kind of waiting to get killed. But it's like, no, they have a plan in store. So if all they go and attack, all they're going to get wiped out. And it may result in the, well, the death of 1,600 men. So this yeah. information is imperative. You need to get this out as soon as. So yeah, so we just follow these two guys as they get from point A through no man's land into point B. And that in a nutshell is what 1917 is about. So before yep. I gush over this movie, because yes, I will. Um, although I have just a little, 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 little nitpicky stuff to talk about. Um, what were your thoughts on this movie? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, it's, kind of, nice. it's kind of amazing. It started really strong. It it's lulled a little bit, but then it had some really, really sad moments, unfortunate moments. And then that last 15 minutes is so good. Oh, like M- so damn good. Yeah. Like, that yeah, is yeah. where he fell. You know, it's, it's what I call is what I call is the typical it was was what I call a, a hot stick movie now. As in it just build, 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 and then that last ending just crescendo into amazing this now. And yeah, yes. I, I I really really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So, <laughs> I I totally agree with you, but I was blown away by this movie. Um, I I mean from from opening shot from where you just see the opening titles, right? And by the way, simple yet very effective use of titles, as all I was say. I thought it works. Right. But yeah. Um. But you know, going in, I was I was I was watching the technique, right? And yes, oftentimes I was kind of thinking about the technique a lot, but it didn't take me take. Fortunately, it didn't take my way from uh, me experiencing the show because yes, at the end of the day, it's an experience. You are part. You are you are with these guys, right? You are part. You are part of this mission, and that's what the movie does so excellently. It puts you alongside them. At first, you know, at times I was telling myself, "This is like literally watching a like I don't know, playing some kind of first-person shooter." You know what I mean? Or or RPG? You know what I mean? Like you're there, you're moving along with them, you're looking to your left, you're looking to the horizon, you're looking out for enemies and all that kind of stuff. People could fight you from anywhere, you know, you, and it's just basically you following these characters from, well, yeah, yeah. stage to stage, right? So it had that kind of video game vibe to it, but that, it, that gave yeah. me kind of way. Um, just minor gripes though, but, well, this is one that I see some people make out, but I could kind of defend the show, well, I have my defense on this, right? I have my, you know, statement for that. Uh, some people might find that um, just like um, well another well this one a World War Two film from my boy Christopher Nolan Dunkirk. Some people might complain that this movie is you know short on character uh, on characters or character development. Now. They just there right. yeah, you know they they're soldiers they do stuff, but you don't know who they are. You don't really care about them because they're just characters, right? But um, I would argue that because we're following these two characters, right? There are a, there are a few moments, not a lot, but a few moments where, you know, we they 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 talk to each other, but it's not so much about characterization. It's just more about, look, like at the end of the day, we are looking at 
1970s, right? It's not like they had, you know, smartphones to pull out where they have free time, right? They will talk to each other. They'll make, they'll crack, you know, steal jokes. They'll mention, you know, the family and all that kind of stuff. It's how, what they do to, to alleviate that tension, how, how to alleviate right. that pain. So that's what they do. But, you know, at the end, it's not like, oh, we have to know about your life for you, for me to care about you. That's not what they're going for. But here's my statement to that, though, you know what I mean? Uh, what, how I see it is that when you look at it, like just from a from a wide lens, right? From a from a broad perspective, they are just soldiers, you know. They they are just like nameless yeah, soldiers in a war that we we never experienced, right? But what the show does so perfectly, in my opinion, is that it just zeroes in on just some of these characters. It gives them a face, you know what I mean? Uh, even like uh, it. Well, the film does this so brilliantly when they actually go over to the to the uh, to the uh, to the regiment that they supposed to reach in the first place. I just seen soldier after soldier, extra after extra. You know, like technically, yeah, yeah, they they are a bunch of extras, but what you see, they they just soldiers in a war that, yeah, they don't want to be a part of, but they have to do it. You know what I mean? And even when the decision is made, I don't want to spoil it from here. It's just like, well, yeah, decision was made, but but that don't mean the war done. You know, I mean, we still had to go out there and fight, and you know, right. if we live or die, well, who's gonna remember us? And that to me is where the movie really hit me, where it's like, yeah, this is what this show is, is going for. Just right. showing you that, yeah, you know what I mean? These soldiers died, it was part of a war, but these were people. These were human beings that had families and stuff like that. That's what the show is about, in my opinion. That's what I thought would. So, yeah, you didn't get much character with them, and you know what I mean? Oh, you right. wish you had a little backstory, but to me, that's not the point of the show. It's war, right? Nah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Um, and another, uh, well, one, one other thing people might nitpick too, well, just touching on that once again, um, is the, the main characters, the big character, well, the big actors, I would say, that would be like Mark Strong, Colin Foot, and Ben, the cover match, right? You'd right, be like, right, but right. that was barely in the show, so why, why no, were they there? Once again, yeah. they are just, you know, soldiers in a war. It could have been anybody, but they just yeah, zeroed exactly. on these characters for this point of time and then well also that just goes back to the whole you know one long continuous take take and what we see in here well doesn't take two hours even though the movie is two hours right but yeah you just kind of see in time pass by well they do that effectively but basically what we see is just minute by minute of what going on there so you don't have to stop to be like oh well this is character a and this is what he does no it's just no it's a race against time now. so that's what i thought yeah. the long take thing works sir. um speaking of the long take um Boy, points to the camera work, points to the yeah. cinematography, and points to the editing in this. Yeah, oh I God. mean, it's a, it's a kind of horror almost at times, right? It's like they really make it work, and they really yeah. was afraid at times for, for this man. It's like, wow, especially on the nighttime sequence. Like, damn. yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, the nighttime scenes in a bit, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the editor, Lee Smith, if this man does not get an Oscar dub for this, and we we talking about this before the nomination list come out, eh? if this man don't yeah. get an Oscar nomination, boy, nah, nah, something wrong, boy. That is some pitch perfect editing, in my opinion, boy. Yeah. Just to make us believe that, yes, we are watching this long continuous shot. And yes, yeah. you do see a couple of moments like where they probably will go down into like some. I was gonna see basement or like down some hole or some yeah, yeah, area. You know, and you yeah. could tell, okay, shadow, you okay, cool. But yeah, but because of the camera movement now, so props to the camera work here. 
it still feels like one continuous shot and it works. Uh, there's even, like, there were even moments where I was like, wondering, okay, can I heard, can I, like, I, I don't know, I didn't, I haven't watched any behind the scenes stuff of how they make this. I kind of don't want to at the same time, I'm afraid it'll just demystify, you know, what it is. I saw no, that. I mean, afraid I wouldn't like it so much because, like, yeah, I wish I didn't do that. No, no one knew it to be like, uh, but still, how. <laughs> so maybe they were a CG stuff, like a VFX, you know, still or some well, free that was put yeah. to, to aid in the transition. Maybe, I don't know, but I don't know, like, what you do here it just visually was just masterful, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Roger Deacons. Yo. This man kill it once again with his shoe boy. Like, yeah. he's been killing it so, so much over his career, Jen. I thought that, yeah. like, I thought that, you know, Blade Runner 2049, where he won the Oscar for, it's like, yeah, well, right. you know what I mean? I don't think well, he can me, top Sicario. that now, but, yeah, and Sicario, of course, and, well, yeah. Skyfall, I love the cinematography that he did for Skyfall. But here, yeah. boy, he just outdid himself once again, boy. He put us in this world, you know what I mean? It's dirty, it's muddy, it's, you know what I mean? Let a, yeah. You know, we love uh, yeah, dead, you know, dead horses and corpses all over the place. So he just puts us in this world. It's frightening, it's terrifying, but at the same time there's little moments of beauty, you know, we like uh like the, the fields and you know we like flowers and stuff like that. But there's one shot, but I should say two shots, right? Well one shot being what you saw in the trailer where you saw one of our heroes running seeing like the the uh the cannon shells going off, right? And he's yes. avoiding them. I won't lie, when I saw that, when I saw that scene on the big screen, and when I heard the music that Thomas Newman did, I'll get to him in a bit. Your boy almost stay up. Yeah. I was like, this this is this is why I come to see movies right in theaters. This is this yeah. is this is excellent. And I love I, this. I, I do regret I do regret not seeing this on IMAX. Um, same here, same here. I, I wish I did too, boy, but I wouldn't mind going back and seeing it there to be honest. But yeah, that oh, shot yeah. too. Wow. That was no, amazing. They, it's a shot that impressed me because the way how they 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 they, they improved is when he, he meets the battalion and they walking in the line and then they go up and you see the whole trench. Yes, 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 and yes. First time, you don't know, you don't get a sense of how big it is now, how much open, how open that space would be, and then they see it for the first time. Like, okay, that shot impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was that was impressive too. But the moment that that really really make that that make my jaw drop, trend, and it's like just the camera work, the framing. Uh, the cinematography, of course, and the music uh, was this night shot where you are seeing a fire on the horizon and you just yeah. see like flare, like the light from the flare in the air just shining down on these columns. I'm, 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 a, I'm a jaw drop. Yeah. I was like, dog, look at this. This is amazing. Like, like just from a shot perspective, that's that's awesome. John. I love this. So yeah, boy, you know, we from lighting to camera work to, to cinematography. And yes, now let me just jump into music here. Thomas Newman didn't know he was he was uh, doing the score for this. I should have known going in, but yeah, he came, did his thing. Uh, there were moments where yeah, it was it was tense and terrifying, but also kind of hopeful and sort of poignant. And yeah, his score totally worked in my opinion. It really fit the film well. Uh, and I'm glad that it didn't, it wasn't like you know the whole Shepherd Stone thing with um, Dunkirk. It, right. it, like it had a little Shepherd Stone moment, but it wasn't too tense. So I dug that there were some you know variations there. Um, and what else? Well, yeah, let me just talk about the leads quickly. Just the acting itself. Yeah, the acting for the most part I thought was really strong. Though the, the two leads themselves, uh, one of which uh, he's the more kind of boyish looking character. 
well, it's only after the fact I realized that he was uh, Cersei's son in Game of Thrones, right? The, yeah. the one who killed himself at the end of season six. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's that dude. Okay, you get old, but okay, Psh, wow, okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I thought that the acting was great here. Um, the, the character moments they gave it was great. Uh, another moment that that really that kind of almost really bad tears out though was uh, well, another part of the mission we forgot to mention involved that guy, well, the you know, that fella, uh, basically meeting up with his brother. Yeah, the end of, yeah, where yeah, they, yeah. Where they, where how they, how they, how they, um, reach that, that when, point, when boy? Yeah, when it, yeah. that 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 moment though, I was like, yeah. yeah. Once again, going back to yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, going back to yes, we see them as just soldiers, you know, faceless, nameless characters in a war. But yeah, they're actual people. They actually have families, and just the way how they tie that up though, that's how they show it yeah. with that guy's brother was was excellent. Yeah, that's yeah. Was bring the the mantis out of me, and yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because and just surrounding things up. Um, it works from a uh, from a technical perspective. It works from an emotional perspective. It works. It's not just poignant and you know, oftentimes sad or distressing or harrowing. But you have these genuine moments of tension, though. I love though in terms of the the characters themselves, where it's not like oh, there's some Rambo type character who could just gun a man down or shoot a man down in one no, shot. No, you know, what they, think, eh? no they, they make mistakes. They, they, they fire yeah. shots and they miss and. The yeah, run. no. What you, what you don't understand is that it's, it's World War One, eh? Not World War Two, eh? Right. World War One was like a true nightmare because it was such a shock to the system for most people, now. Like it, yeah. nobody had no idea that the war would get that bad. Now. Like they thought it was like, oh, we just go and defeat the enemy and come home in a couple of weeks. Like no, it no. was like <laughs> a total nightmare, Jared. And it was because of the level and the scale, and then nobody had any sense of like, look, you get a small cut. Like remember when he he, he cut himself on wire. And yes. then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you don't get because of that infection. And then yeah, he put yeah, his hand yeah. on. Afterwards, it's like, yo, you should check on that wound. You know, you, you don't know. You know, what? you could be infected. Yeah. Like that. Um, yeah. Death can come at you from anywhere. You know I mean, and, and anytime. And the show, yeah. you know, brilliantly shows that. And then he seen with him, him like what they did with the, with, the, with the pilot part. That pilot part was so dark and yeah. just so, yes, so fast, man. Yeah, just like yeah. blinking and missing it. It's like, oh yeah. my god, that, that just happened. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah, it really just shows how it happened. So how that could come at you so quickly now. So quick, yeah, yeah. And the fairness, yeah. I after you find out what went wrong, it's like, yeah, you know, that's how it is. Oh, seriously, fuck that ratter. Boy. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there's some rats in this show. Where, yeah, you'll be hating on rats in this show. Where, yeah. You'll be hating on them rats, way. Yeah. But yeah, um, this this is a near perfect movie for me. Um, I won't say it's like an absolute five out of five for me. Maybe with more right. viewings, I'll give it that. Uh, mainly because it's like you know, Stephen Private Ryan, for example, where you really got into like the heads of the characters themselves. You really understood where they're coming from. Right. As more like this character driven film. But here it's just about men on mission. This is the this is the the timer. This is the the, the clock. You know, what I mean ticking. You have to get right. from here today and just following these guys is just one thing, one distressing um event after the next until they actually reach that point. Um the best way to to, to kind of sum up the show, like you like high concept, is like if it took revenant, especially like the long take moments, and just the yes. visceral brutality of that show, mix that with um Dunkirk with you know right. being like, oh, you know, I mean the enemy could come oh. from here or there. And of course you you see with Bright Riot, especially with the climax right. of the show. And that's 917 in a nutshell here. 
But yeah, right. this is a great movie. Um, just like you, I wish I saw it in IMAX. So, uh, I have a feeling uh, she would have enjoyed it way more there. But still, right. I saw it on a big screen. The volume was was up enough for me to hear everything. And even at moments which which legit make me uh, jump. So props to the sound design for this one. But yeah, yeah, not much more I could see. This gets a decent, a strong four out of five. This would easily be a top three for me in 2019. Um, right. But yeah, this is one of the best movies, well, I guess, of 2019. Ha, um, one of the best war movies I've seen in quite some time. And last, yeah. last thing I want to say, um, this this actually have a, a huge chance of winning Best Picture, though. Although, yeah. although uh, you, know I mean? there's, you know what I mean, there's a huge chance that, say, um, an Irishman could win, or even a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood could win. I, I'd be happy if that win. But if 1917 win, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about that at all. I think that I, I just from from technical, just from technicality team. alone, yeah, it, it kind of deserves it. Yeah, I personally feel this might sweep the Oscars. Personally, I feel it gone sweep. Um, yeah, That's this was nothing. Technical awards, it, it should, it should. The technical awards here, and of course, yeah. if uh, like I say, well, editing. If that man no, if that man no get nominated, Lee Smith, if you get nominated, um, yeah. Forget the Akami. If Roger Deakins yeah. doesn't win, like, I don't know, like, I don't know who the other guy is going up for cinematography. Maybe that guy who worked on Joker. I don't know, maybe. But, uh, oh gosh, Roger, come and just do he thing, Jed. So, yeah. He had to get a norm at least. He had to get a norm. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel this movie going to sweep. Um, this movie is nothing short of amazing, in my opinion. Um, it is just, it's just so well done. Everything it just paced itself. It built really well. Um, you know, it, as I say, the editing was not, you know, editing is not just cut something, but, you know, it's tonal and building and thematic editing and building towards something. And yeah, it yeah. built towards that ending, which was such a great emotional payoff at the end there. Um, I get us a high, high IMAX. Um, yes. really enjoyed this one. Didn't expect it to, to enjoy it as much as I really regret not seeing it in IMAX. I, I, if, I, if I get a chance, I might go and see it because I actually have something to do in town tomorrow. So I might go and do that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, um, go go brave, man, go brave. But I, I really do need to see this um, in in IMAX. I have a feeling that if, well, you know, tomorrow intense recording, um, if it actually gets nominated for a ton of awards, yeah, you know, we they're gonna market this thing, you know, like like crazy, yeah. you know, like yeah, come and see these shows that's nominated for best picture, best this, best that. You know what I mean? May not be for best actor, supporting actor, of course, but still, just all the technical right. stuff alone. And yeah, people are gonna swamp to see this. All the local film mongers gone gone hype it up because you know Alfred Mendes, right? Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember somebody e-begging Sam Mendes to make a movie in Trinidad. I was like, who this? Well, yeah, that that would be um Mr. Neil Navallo, um who I who I, I have know. met actually once. Um actually. Uh she's a filmmaker. Yeah, she made a couple of shorts. Um she's actually doing her thing like as far as like taking her shorts to different festivals. So, you know, shout out to her. But yeah, um she had that e begging thing and she was on local <laughs> TV with it too. You know, we one of those yeah. morning talk shows. I was like, oh, okay, all right, well. I, I I hope you uh, well, just hoping that she actually got around to seeing it. Yeah, it's it's a great show, but yeah. Um yeah, uh, not just, I mean, I don't know how, well, I mean, like, the crowd I was with, they, they they loved every moment of it, but I really hope that more people, not just here, but this period, do go and see this, because, yeah, this is, like, a near-perfect movie, in my opinion. Right. Right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? I'm Passat, R-M-E-D-D-Y, on Twitter, that's at R-M-E-D-Y on Twitter, you can find me there, and then just type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. All right, you could also find me on Twitter. Just look for Bear Beat Bailey. On Instagram, look for Bears Beats and Bailey. 
on Facebook, just with my name, Matthew Bailey, along with the Legally Black blog, official fan base, where you find a link to this podcast, as well as the ones that we've done over the past five seasons. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, including retrospect reviews. Uh, so stuff to look forward to in the month of January. Uh, we have, well, you know, we, we mentioned the, you know, the Academy Award nominee list, which is coming out uh, the, well, the following the times recording here. So we will just kind of run through our thoughts on it for the next episode. We're not going to do predictions as yet, you know what I mean? Because there's still some shows that I imagine we'll have to see. And then we could, yeah. like, near into the ceremony, we could say, okay, well, this is who I think will win and blah, 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 blah. Right? So you can look out for that. Also, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, part four and yeah. five. Uh, that will be, well, Monday and Tuesday, right? The time it's recording. Uh, with Arrow and um, Legends of Tomorrow. So really excited for I that. Think I think it's John Wednesday. Oh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. Uh, Swales Monday so, and Tuesday. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we have Dark Waters, which I really, really, really hope. It, I really hope when I get the chance to see. Um, we have Richard Jewell. Right. Uh, maybe, I guess. I think that hair is bullshit, so. Yeah, I mean, but this is from Clint Eastwood, but not saying he yeah. has made some great shows, you know, for the past few no, years. No, I hear so, so whatever. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, also, as far as TV, well, Netflix goes, we have Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Okay, Just right. well, part three, not season three. So, yeah, definitely excited for that because I really enjoyed the last part. So yeah, really yeah. excited to see where they where they go next to this. Um, also a show that I haven't mentioned in this um series, uh, Hip Hop Evolution. Um, this was a show that I, w- I was introduced to a couple of years ago. Um, this basically just goes through the history of well hip hop, right? And where yeah. last season stopped off for season three was with the two thousands and well the 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 sudden hip hop movement, right? The crunk movement basically. So I'm really excited to see what they what how they touch on that with the season here. So I will check that out. Um and I'll share my thoughts on that. Um and yeah, I kinda had to see the best for last boy. Right together, ba- um right together, die together. Bad boys for life. Right. Which could be a hot mess. But I go in because <laughs> not just because I have Bad Boys One and Two and Blu-ray, but yeah, I, I kinda like the series. I kinda like the Bad Boys movies. You know I mean, say what you want about Michael B. But yeah, them them is some some guilty pleasure action films though. So yeah, we'll see what um fifty one year old Will Smith and I don't know, fifty fifty one year old Martin Lawrence have left in the tank for this one. Right. My expectations right. real low, but hey. Bad Boys fan, can't have to see it, but it's in January, so I'm scared, you know, for obvious reasons. But yeah, I don't know, maybe it could be good, marginally decent at least. Maybe we'll see. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So, once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Machi Bailian, Ricardo Medina, and we are signing off for another episode of Bears Beats and Bailian. So, until the next one, take care, peace.